Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. We were recording pretty late at night. It's about my bedtime right now. And then you need to tell the people what time it is and what day it is. Okay. It's Sunday at 8.55 p.m. Post race directing big race. Yep. And we release the podcast tomorrow at what time? Midnight. Oh, well, we got, we had a little time. So how did, how was the big race that you just put on? So we just put on the biggest race I've ever done before. Had close to 200 people sign up. That makes it sounds better than what it really was. It was really 178 people. <laughs> um, and we had like close to 100 people in one race, the nine mile race. So um, I'll give some real quick context. So we just put on Ramble in the Brambles Trail Run in Munster, Texas. And when I say we, that includes my wife and I, we did a a lot of the course marking and um, some of the setting up. And then that also includes Team Dirt and Vert, a group in McKinney, Texas. Um, It was Greg and Jen. So those two helped Carly and I um, do all the prep. And then the volunteers made the race happen. So seriously, um, but yeah, man, it was really cool to see 100 people, almost 100 people starting the nine mile race because we had a corral. And when I said go, a guy got a, got it on video too. He posted it in Facebook group. Um, when I said go, you see people coming out. And then as I looked around on the other side of the barn, there was a line of like, like t- a ton of people wrapped around the barn and they weren't ending and I was looking at the at the start line, and as people were pouring out, I was like, "Wow, that's a lot of people!" And just tons of people were were flying by. Um, I don't think anyone got lost, so that was good. Um, during this time, though, too, um, I had not ran that much this week at all. I ran Tuesday, and I ran today, Sunday. Twice, I only ran twice this week. And while I was setting up, I was talking to Greg Sissengrath, who was the guy helping put on the race. He's also a coach for Team Ninja. He's a really great coach. And I was like, you think it's going to hurt if I take a, you know, a week off for this? He's like, nah, you'll be all right. Um, but I, I want to emphasize that if you take a week off of running, you're still at, I think, like 95% of your um, peak physical state compared to a week before. So if you take a week off, right. it's not gonna. It's really not gonna hurt anything at all, really. Uh, maybe a few seconds, but it's about it. But anyways, though. So yeah, man, just got done putting on that huge race, dude. It is super tiring, um, physically and mentally to put on races, and you know that. And I thought it was really cool because Greg, who was the co-race director for this race, he just posted on Instagram talking about how he's gonna need like a week to recover from race directing, so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, man, it was a cool race. Uh, we actually, dude, something crazy happened during it. Um, 
So whenever I started this, I think it was the nine mile race at like 30 seconds before I started a limo. And this is a limo and keep in mind, we're in the back road, gravel, crazy hills. This limo pulls up blocking the start line 30 seconds before we're starting. And I'm in the microphone saying, oh, and there's a limo. And everybody's like, what? You know, and I'm like, why is there a limo? And why are they blocking the start line? We are about to have 100 people come fly by them. And um, so I just said, go around the limo. So everybody went around the limo. And I was so confused because, dude, we're out in the middle of nowhere in the country. And I walk up to this limo and I look inside and there's like just a sea of women in this limo all wearing like these like pink shirts. And I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if anyone got a picture. I didn't have my phone on me, so I didn't get a picture. But um, and they were all there to run the run the race. So I thought that was really funny. And turns out dude um i don't know if it was from this group or not but this woman walked up to me during the race and she said hey i caught some people cutting the course and i was like "Ooh, that's not good because there's some spots to where you can cut it and cut off like a few miles off your distance and so i was like i said dq which stands for disqualified i was like this is the second time this has happened so she sent me she sent me the numbers of all these girls there's like three of them and then another lady told me later that she also saw people cutting the course and it was the same group um so we did have to disqualify some more runners but anyways (laughs) yeah man it was a good race though um everybody loved it and we're prepping for over 200 people next year for it so yeah man that's sweet uh what all were the distances nine miler 19 and 29 yep and a 5k yep oh and a 5k cool how did the uh when did you hold the 5k what do you mean like at what point you know usually we start off people like you know 10 minutes we separate the races by 10 minutes oh yeah i separated those so between the 9, 19, 29, those are all 30 minutes in between. And then five minutes after the nine miler, I started the 5K. And this is going to sound so bad, but I started the nine mile people. And I was so in awe of how many people it was. I was like, all right, everybody's out. And I almost forgot about the 5K people. And it was like two minutes till 705 or 735, which is when it was supposed to start. And I was like, crap, we're supposed to start the 5K people. <laughs> And so I got up there. It was like 20 people and we got them going. So nice, dude. Yeah, man. That's funny. You, that's funny. You got off all the big distances and you're like, oh, we got people that are still here at the start line waiting to go. Yeah. That's pretty funny. And it was so well, cool, funny. Man. Um, during the race brief, too, for the 5K, I said, there's going to be a sign two, two and a half miles in. One says go right for 5K. One says go left for the nine mile. And I had it. I had literally six signs at this intersection to make sure 5Ks went right, nine miles went left. Well, we ended up with a handful of people running the that did the nine mile loop that were supposed to do the three mile. So it happens. I don't know how much more I can market than six signs. Um, so 
that was kind of funny. So you try to tell the people what to do, and you know, sometimes it still slips by them. Hey, good thing is no one really got lost though at all. I don't, I don't think anyone got lost. So yeah, stepping up the not that you know of. Yeah, not that I know of. So there were no cars in the parking lot when I left. So good. So good. yeah, man. Was it? So I know last year you told me it was a, it was a party at the finish line afterwards because you hold it on a wine ranch, right? Yeah, still is. Everybody hits the tasting room right after. So. <laughs> so it was pretty wild afterwards and i'm not old enough so i was not there <laughs> i couldn't tell you and a lot yeah. of people i had a few people ask where you were asher and i was i was honestly like oh he's in arkansas like i had no idea what you were doing this weekend and then i go look on your girlfriend's <laughs> instagram page and dude's in the mountains walking around or something with a with a cool north face <laughs> tint and everything dude that was that was last weekend but uh, oh or two okay. weekends ago but yeah i was just here in arkansas yeah sorry what's sorry what's up so what's up with her delay dude she posted it like today i think so i don't know who knows <laughs> just hop on there but speaking yeah speaking of that uh speaking of that man we got man weekend coming up yeah dude explain what that is explain what man weekend is yeah so um restarting this tradition that my dad actually had where he would every every year around Easter he would invite a bunch of dudes, a bunch of men out to the woods for some good fellowship and just, you know, getting to spend time with uh guys only pretty much. Sorry ladies. Um uh, but uh we'll get out there and we'll just camp and fish and uh, there might be some canoeing, who knows? But you know, make a bunch of bunch of fires and just fellowship with one another and have a good time. Um, it's nothing. It's nothing special, but I think it is special because it's like it's the it's a community of men that you get to be around, which is really important. Well, so starting thought, to back up. I thought this was about the award, bro. I, like when I thought of, I mean, yeah, weekend, I thought of the award, bro. Explain what the award uh, well, is. So the award is the man trophy and essentially what that is, is that at the end of the weekend, the guys that are there will decide by unanimous decision uh, on who uh, exemplified the, the, the traits that are most telling of like what a, what a good man is. So whether that's, um, you know, he helped out the most or he caught the most fish or he built the biggest campfire, you know, whatever it is, uh, we'll decide at the end and, and award the trophy. And the only stipulation, the only rule to man weekend is that if you are the recipient of the man trophy, you have to bring it back the fall, the following year. So, yeah. Mm. I want to add that. I'm going to share my strategy to get this man trophy. You want to hear it? Sure. So, so my grand plan, and again, this is in my head. We'll see what happens this weekend. But my idea is to go out there with barely any clothes on, like bare minimum, like like caveman style, to bring an axe and I think maybe some like um, flint and steel. And... That's it. And I plan on building a shelter and 
and I actually, I told my dad this too, and he just kind of looked at me when I told him this, but went on building a big old log cabin, aka a tent out of sticks, and just fending for my own to get my own food and clean water, so. All right, dude. Well, best of luck to you. I can't wait to see you there in less than less than adequate clothing. That'll be fun. Well, I think it's I think how you have have it set up is super neat because you have like you email like what 20, 30 guys and you have it as this is when it starts. Here's the pin. See you there, basically. And so yeah. Yeah. So good information. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We should do a trail race like that, dude. To where it's like, here's the race, here's the pin, that. come, and we'll Dude, see you there. And and idea, idea, we should make the distance unknown mm. and the start time. Like show up and come run this race. You don't know how far you're running, but you're running it. Dude, that's good. Dude, hey, we should not be talking about this in public right now, man. <laughs> We're going to keep it on the low. Hey, you know what? All the people listening to this, y'all deserve to hear this because y'all are the ones that like, y'all are like the true supporters that actually like sit here and listen to us talk about whatever. So, hey, you know what? I'm going to do something here. I do. I do need a race in August anyways. If you're listening to this and in August, you're up for a random challenge on the weekend that we're talking about message us on instagram or facebook texas at law running just send us your email no context you don't have to put anything else on there just message us your email and we will get in touch with you that's it yeah so anyways i expect to see some emails so Ooh. you got anything else asher on the man weekend? Uh, I'm well about man weekend. I'm looking forward to it. It might not be a huge turnout this year, but uh, you know, moving forward, we'll we'll hope more men can make it out there. So it we'll might see. just be me and you, <laughs> and that's all right. Yeah, you'll be in your little lean-to makeshift tent, and I'll be in my uh, nice little cozy North Face tent with my mm-hmm. sleeping bag. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, bro. Hey, there's something I wanted to share at the race too. I thought this was really interesting uh, perspective I had. So whenever we were cleaning up for the race, these volunteers, man, they were like, Greg really took charge on this as far as getting the volunteers together and having them take down early and stuff. But like these guys, I didn't even say anything. And they already had the tents taken down, or the tents that we needed taken down. They were cleaning up everything, dude. And I was, you know, I was doing race directing things. I was doing timing, finish doing the medals, all that, right? And I, like, almost, like, felt bad. I was like, they're over here doing physical labor, taking these tents down and stuff. And I'm standing here with the tablet and... At that time, I was also like organizing the trailer, so putting boxes in it and stuff. But I was like, these guys are just, you know, they're volunteers. But you got to look at it from this perspective that like volunteers, yeah, they're volunteering 
and they're doing it for free, to, but but they're getting race credits. And so look at it this way. If you're going to sign up for a race in the future that costs $100 and you volunteer for a race, that was $100 you were going to spend anyways. So technically you're getting paid, yes, through credits, but you're actually getting paid money in a way because let's say I was going to sign up for Leadville 100 and it costs $200. And if I volunteer for a night shift, I'll get it for free. Well, technically, I made $200 during that night shift. Even though it wasn't paid to me, it's paid to me through the race credits that I was already going to use. And so if you look at it from that perspective, it's like, yeah, you're going to make these volunteers earn their race credits, right? Like you're going to, like they're going to work for it. Um, but like, it made me think of this verse that I read in the Bible yet uh, this morning in Proverbs. And it says something along the lines, and I, I can't remember the exact verse, but it says something along the lines of that the Lord will bless the righteous in a way to where they will be blessed through monetarily blessed and not have to toil, which means like out there, hard work, getting your hands dirty. So basically like you'd get a lot more riches and stuff without having to get your hands as dirty. And if you look at it from like a CEO perspective of someone who's at the top running everything, the guys on the field are putting in way more physical work than the CEO guy is. But the CEO guy is using a lot more valuable skills and mental work than those guys are. And he's getting paid for that more, right? And so not that I get paid for my races, which I've already made that known several times. Um, at the moment, I don't. In the future, I that is coming. But at the moment, I don't. Um, and so like in that moment when we were loading the trailer, I just kind of felt bad. I was like, these guys are out here working their butts off and I'm sitting here putting boxes in a trailer. And I'm like, I kind of felt bad about it. But then after I read that this morning, I really put some thought into it about, Oh, they were really working for their race credits. It didn't make me feel as bad, (laughs) you know? So I think, I think if anything, it just shows integrity. Like it just, um, you don't want to cheat in anything. Right. So, well, I was also, right. I was also going to say you as the CEO or as the race director, and just because I know you, you have the humility to be able to be like, um, I'm okay with doing that work. I'm okay with taking the tents down. Right. Uh, obviously you're okay with setting up the race itself. So, you know, for those people to be out there, uh, laboring, like, I, you know, I've been in that position too. You see them doing it and you're like, it's not that you wouldn't do it yourself. It's that you need those people to do uh, those tasks. So like you said, you can focus on other stuff, but if it was necessary, you would do that yourself, you know? Right. Well, I think we're actually out of time now, man, but um, so that's enough of that. But before we end, if you guys could leave a rating on this podcast, that'd mean a lot. Asher. Happy trails, y'all. And I hope to see y'all at our unknown location race. So drop us an email. We're definitely doing that. It'll be in August. So yeah, make make sure to message our email. We'll see y'all next Monday on Shooting the Bull.